Hey, everybody. Welcome to the first ever Snack Time episode of Fork, Mary Kill. I'm your host, Allison Cave, and as always, I'm joined by our producers, Brandon Scarada and Marley Kaufman. And today, we're taking a break from our standard format to deliver this special bonus episode uh, where we're going to kind of veer off course a bit and play a surprise mystery game uh, that Marley is going to introduce to us. Um, so yeah, buckle up. Let's let's see let's see where we go. I think we should have a goal of keeping it as no longer than half an hour. Um, yeah, agree. You know, just because it's like a the idea is yeah. it's like a mini kind of. Yeah. So yeah, I think unless you're doing an investigatory <laughs> podcast, which we will be soon not. enough. But. Oh my god, what should we <laughs> investigate? Bakos, I've got. It. <laughs> Marley goes to the Bakos factory. You know what? I actually once tried to go to the Tofurky factory. (laughs) I just assumed that they would have um, a tour. tour. (laughs) How far along this rabbit hole did you go? Okay, no. So I didn't go to this town specifically to visit the Tofurky factory. I went to the town and discovered the Tofurky factory was located there. That's good. Yes. Okay, so it wasn't like a trip specifically <laughs> to go learn about the origins of Tofurky. It was no, a bonus. But I was very excited. I was was I still a vegetarian at this time? I can't remember. But I was like you peering. Must have been. I was like peering into the warehouse to see if anybody would let me in. <laughs> <laughs> so you went on site. So you took it as far as to go visit the actual facility. Well, it was weird because it was like kind of in the downtown area. It's this little town in Oregon that's like also known for its windsurfing. It was a cool, very, very strange collection of things. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, I, I walked around the building for like five minutes like a creep, just trying to see if there was any way in. Be I couldn't even tour. buy any like mementos. Did you think there'd be like a little Tofurky keychain or something? <laughs> Gift shop, yeah. Like, what would, yeah, what would a Tofurky like memorabilia look like? <laughs> yeah, maybe a keychain of just that horrible looking Tofurky loaf. <laughs> I could see like a plushie or like a pillow. Oh, that would be cute. That would be cute. Maybe it we would, should start marketing I mean, for them. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, maybe we could help them out. For, yeah, first step in our marketing plan do tours. Open the tour please. business. <laughs> People are clamoring for it. (laughs) A person is clamoring for it. So, guys, I was a guest on another premiere food podcast um, hosted by our very first guest, William Bluer. And it's called You Talking to Me and You. (laughs) I think it's that or You Talking to Menu. You'd have thought, thought that we would have gotten to that during the episode, but... Um, I was their first guest. The conceit of the show is that they visit a casual chain and review the menu, decide what they're ordering, and then at the end of the episode, they decide if they're going to take public transportation there. So, and my my restaurant was the Tilted Kilt, which is a short five-hour, several <laughs> bus commute to, uh, I guess, the far flungs of New Jersey. Wow! So you'll have you'll have to listen in and see if we go. It's you talking to me and you, menu, question mark? Me and you? (laughs) Me and you? (laughs) It's like menu, but like me and you? Yeah. Yeah. A full like five minutes of each episode seems to be devoted to them just saying that over and over again. But apart, it's very fun. It's super entertaining. It is very funny. Um, 
Yeah, spoiler alert, that's like kind of like a Hooters type of restaurant you go to. <laughs> I mean, <Yes. laughs> that is the reason that they had me. They were like, we can't go as two men. <laughs> we, need <to> have, <laughs> we need to have a woman. And I mean, again, spoiler alert, I turned out to be the problem on that episode. So <laughs> Shocking. I also love that we learn very quickly. I, I did listen to the episode already. And I love that we learn very quickly that the term of art for that genre of restaurant is restaurant. Uh, it said so cav- like so casually uh, <laughs> the start of the episode. Um, but yeah, it, it made me... I can't say it made me want to go, but it was very entertaining to imagine going, which is the point, I guess. Yeah, I kind of want to do a, like, restaurant tour of the United States now, if I'm so (laughs) motivated. There's got to be a a handful of different types. Oh, yeah, there's Twin Peaks. Oh, Brandon, you're a married (laughs) man. (laughs) How could you? (laughs) I'm sadly not as well-versed in that whole sort of genre of restaurant as as they seem to be. It's a fun game. This is a good segue to mention that you are going to Paris where there are no fast casual chains. <laughs> it's my understanding. I feel like there probably are, but I can't say that I have had the pleasure of experiencing <laughs> them. It's not generally like the first kind of dining experience I look to have when I go to Europe. Um, but yes, I'm going, I'm leaving very shortly. Um, and I'm very excited and full of anxiety about traveling right now. Um, but I can't wait to get there. And yeah, and so your game that you have is somehow tied into this, correct? Correct. Um, I mean, I'm, I look for any excuse to play this game, but it is, we call it Road Trip. And I used to play with my coworkers at Dean and DeLuca, um, which, you know, like we would have our like morning full of fancy like snobbery. <laughs> and then during lunch, we would play Road Trip. And I thought that this would be a perfect time to sort of adapt the rules to an airport. So in traditional Road Trip, the idea is that you're on a road trip You stop off at one fast food chain, and then you stop off at one gas station. So you have to decide which fast food chain you want. And then at the gas station, you select two beverages, and then one sweet and one salty snack. And and that's it. (laughs) Um, Taco Bell was always a very popular choice amongst the staff. Hmm. But Again, one more time for the record, we got one fast food establishment. Yes. And then you go to the gas station yeah. and you get two two beverages, yeah. two snacks, one salty, one sweet. Perfect. Or one savory, one sweet. So for our purposes here, we're going to be going to an airport terminal and you will be choosing one place to dine and then you will be getting some snacks from the very reasonably priced, I'm sure, <laughs> Little Mart that they have there. I think we should keep at least one beverage and... At least one beverage, yeah. At least one beverage. Two might be a little bit much to take on the plane. Yeah. Yeah, I try not to pee on airplanes if I can avoid it. Well, you're too busy sleeping. Oh, my God. I mean, (laughs) I I love you very much, but I've (laughs) never been more upset than when you talk about how easy it is for you to sleep on a plane. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. It's true, though. I mean, I literally, it is known to anyone who's flown with me that I generally am asleep before we take off. Like, I usually wake up in the sky. You don't even know what a takeoff feels like. You're just too busy dreaming. 
I've been conscious for a few of them, but yeah, I don't know. There's something about the environment of an airplane and the sort of, I think it's like that kind of loud sort of white noise and the canned air or something. It just is like a total soporific for me. And I, <laughs> strangers yeah, I, in close I'm proximity. It's weird. I know. It's not, I also can generally fall asleep almost in oh any, God. like anywhere, anytime. Yeah. I've fallen okay. asleep like in the middle of a party on a couch before. So <laughs> I've witnessed yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. You in Puerto Rico falling asleep with a full glass of wine in your hand. <laughs> wow. But like, but I forgot like, about that. Like, like a pro, you, it didn't fall. Like you held onto it as long as you were yeah. asleep. Um, yeah, I cannot sleep on a plane to save my life. Like, I've at one point taken two Valium and still, like, I mean, it was, like, very groggy, but I was still awake. I've taken, out of nerves or out of being uncomfortable or? I'm just, like, not a very good public sleeper. Mm. Like, I'm not good at sleeping when others are around. Like, I feel like I always got to stay sharp. Yeah, that's so, okay. probably the best Also, the I best don't love be. flying. Like, it is a little bit nerves, but it's mostly just, like, very hard for me to sleep um, outside of my own home. Right. And sometimes that's, within. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's understandable. It'll be interesting to see how it's different for me this time because I haven't been in an airplane in the midst of a global pandemic before. So, you <laughs> <No>. know. <laughs> we'll, see if you're, we'll see how chill you are. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm definitely going to take uh, probably a melatonin and. You know, maybe an edible. We'll see. Yeah, maybe just like duct tape the mask to your face or something. I'd be afraid yeah, of falling asleep and the mask just like coming off. I mean, or me like you know taking it off instinctually. Yeah, a, put a helmet over your mask. Right. True. Goggles, like a, gloves, masks. You need everything. Brandon, I bet you're very chill on an airplane. Heck yeah, I am also <laughs> like Allison. I I can will myself to sleep before we take off sometimes, but. Uh, I was, you know, put on some, put on a podcast, close your eyes. Sleeping is just way better than having to sit there and deal with that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I'll wake up with like even 30 or 40 minutes where I just have to like sit there and it is so frustrating, so. Meanwhile, I'm always going to California to visit my family and just awake for the entire time. I I get a lot of uh, movies watched during that. Time. I do enjoy <laughs> watching movies on airplanes. I there is something about flying. I know this has been discussed by people that like it somehow leads to like heightened emotions or something. Oh, yeah. And I there's nothing crying. like an airplane yeah. cry. Yeah, it's just so satisfying. It's such a good feeling. So I do try. To, I I usually I'm asleep at takeoff. I wake up maybe an hour into the flight. I have my, you know, complimentary ginger ale and my, you know, pretzels or whatever and like to watch a movie and then I'll probably doze off again. That's usually my my vibe. You know how to live. <laughs> I try. <laughs> so, how are we adapting this super fun game to the airport? So I think that for the restaurant, it should be either, you know, a restaurant chain that's like traditionally found in airport terminals or like one you've been to. Sure. Um, And then, yeah, like Brandon said, like one beverage and then two snacks. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So we're all just going to, you know, bid for time here as we think about it. (laughs) I actually think... 
it's not, is it cheating for me to look up what the actual restaurant options are at the terminal where I'm flying out on Wednesday? Oh, you should. You sh- we should actually plan ahead I a little like bit. I feel like that would be fun. So I'm going to just look that up right now. I mean, basically, so in looking at what's available at the terminal I'm flying out of, um, there's a place called Martini Cafe or something. And that, to me, is like the general... Yeah. Airport restaurant, which yeah. it doesn't really matter where you are or what kind of style of food the restaurant is. I feel like every airport restaurant bar has a chicken Caesar salad, and that is always what I order. Gotcha. I don't know why, but that just to me is like what I want to eat before I get it. It's like, it feels sort of like, it's not healthy. It's a Caesar salad, but like it has lettuce, like it has green, it has vegetables. And I feel like they always have that just sort of like, frankly, bad, but good Caesar dressing that's like essentially just mayonnaise with like a little bit of garlic powder and lemon juice in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, ha- always want it with like the generic grilled chicken. There's just something about a really generic grilled chicken Caesar that you get at like any mall or airport or like TGA Fridays or whatever that is very satisfying to me. And I usually also always get like a glass of some kind of white wine or rose, like something. It's basically like I become the most like basic bitch when I go to an airport. I'm glad you said it. <laughs> like a salad and white wine. Yeah, I'm really, I like become that woman. I'm like, I'm going to sit here and read my book and have my white wine and my salad. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's very satisfying. And it's like, I usually, I'm the person who shows up like way before I need to at the airport because I'm just so afraid of issues with security or whatever. Yeah. And so, I always have anywhere between 30 minutes to an hour to kill before they start boarding my plane anyway. So I usually do. This is like a ritual that I indulge in pretty much whenever I travel. Yeah, I'm like that too. Like I know that some people thrive on like always cutting it close. But for me, like that feeling of maybe missing a plane, being stressed the entire time. Like I'd rather just get there. Like I've gotten to an airport like two hours before just to like get through security and then go drink basically. I once had to sprint to make a connection, like literally like push to the front of the exiting airplane, like be that guy who's like, you know, elbowing people out of the way and race all the way across. I think it was the airport in Houston, that like huge airport to make a connecting flight and literally, like, the doors were closing as we got there. It was, and, like, I I was, I felt like I was going to vomit the second we sat down because I, I, like, was running as fast as I could <laughs> for as long as I could. And it was, oh, so, yeah, after that experience, and this was, like, well over a decade ago, never again. I mean, that, there was no control over that. Our flight was delayed and our connection was tight and, you know. But that was also when I decided that if ever, if at all possible, I do not check bags. Because we didn't check bags, but if we had, they wouldn't have made it. And, you know, so I'm a very tight packer for that reason. 
But you're, I mean, you're packing bags for your like three month trip. Yeah, I'm going to be gone for three months. So I'm checking, I'm checking luggage, especially it's really just like my toiletries and my hair care and stuff. I'm like, I'm not putting like, I'm not putting everything in like mini bottles in my carry on. Um, But yes, I'm going to check bags for this. But if honestly, I mean, when I went last year, I did a two week long trip where I went from New York to London to Paris to Mexico. And I didn't check a bag until I was leaving Mexico and had bought like a bunch of mezcal that I wanted to bring back. And so I checked a bag for that. But yeah, I really like, I don't know. I, I pack it in there. That's I the roll everything up tight. Yeah. All right. Well, we got so that's your, my restaurant. your food and Bev. Um, yeah. Snacks. Snacks. So, okay. So I get one you get, or two, you one get beverage. Two, yeah. One beverage at the little market and then two snacks. Okay. Um, Bev is going to be, usually it's seltzer. It's sort of boring, but I feel like um, once I'm on the plane, I usually do either seltzer or ginger ale, depending on how wild I'm feeling. Um, but I do try not to like drink alcohol on flights just because it makes me feel like dehydrated. And I feel like it makes the jet lag a lot worse if you're going somewhere far away. Um, so yeah, I will probably do a seltzer if they have my favorite Polar or Hal's vanilla seltzer. That is my absolute fave, but I'm not holding my breath that they'll have that at the airport. Um, and then my snacks, sweet. So I get a sweet and a salty. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, that wasn't the rule back when we used to play it, but I feel like that kind of makes it a little more fun. Yeah. I feel like sweet for me is usually... I mean, I'll either go, like, gummy or chocolate, depending on just kind of what mood I'm in. If I'm going gummy, um, for some reason on a plane, it's usually, like, jelly beans. Or um, if I'm going chocolate, it's usually peanut M&Ms. Or, yeah, it's usually peanut M&Ms. And then savory salty is usually nuts, like a bag of salted almonds. Keep it it's very simple. Reasonable. Yeah. What about y'all? Brandon. There is always, it feels like a Chili's or a Friday's or something. I've learned to avoid those. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what I always get is uh, like a Jamba juice. Oh, that's smart. I, yeah. I always, there's one at the New Mexico airport and uh, it seems to be quite a routine. I'll go get like a large uh, boost of vitamin C for, uh, ahead of time. It's good. Maybe that's not a meal. So if I'm going to get like fast food or something, it's probably going to be like McDonald's. I just, I'm going to like try to go with something that I kind of know. I'm more worried about, Mm -hmm. yeah, having to use the restroom on the airplane. I just don't want to do that. So I'm trying to limit my intake as much as possible beforehand. Beverages, definitely just going to do a water, bottled water. That is the best thing to have on an airplane, especially when you are thirsty on an airplane and don't have anything to drink. That's a nightmare. Yeah. I mean, I will say I do always bring an empty water bottle and then fill it at the airport. So I usually don't buy bottled water just because, so to me, the seltzer is like, yeah, it's a bonus. That's true. Yeah. I usually just stick with water. I mean, I've heard that it is terrible and you shouldn't do it, but I do get coffee sometimes on an airplane. Um, I hear that water is not good, but Oh, the like, yeah, and the, well, they say that about the ice too. Yeah, who knows? which like I'm not, but I I feel like I the the cans of soda are never cold enough. Oh yeah, 
Like, I want ice with if I get a ginger ale or something. So, yeah. I don't know. They say that, but... Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Often, um, often I'll have, like, a tonic water, too. It feels like airplanes mm. usually often have tonic water, which is a nice surprise. Uh, snack, Snack-wise, definitely going to get some nuts. I love nuts. Probably just peanuts or trail mix, maybe. I will say, I think it's JFK... One of them, they always have these, uh, I think it's just like nuts.com or something. They're wasabi mm-hmm. peanuts. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like a hard wasabi coating around the peanut. Those yeah, are, my, those are so that. good. Yeah. Yeah, I just did an order for nuts.com. Really? <laughs> this is not sponsored, I promise. Yeah. But if you I, want to sponsor us, feel free to email us. <laughs> I was unaware consumers could just order. I might have to hit that oh, up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I bought some wild rice and some pea powder and like a few other things, but mainly I wanted the wild rice and then um, those like fried salted fava beans. Oh, wow. Or like, you had mm. those? No. So they're not just nuts, I'm learning. Oh, they have almost everything. That you yeah, they have want. a lot of like pantry staples and stuff. What are you doing with the pea powder? Yeah, what is pea powder? Backtrack. I'm not entirely sure. I only <laughs> just got it. Um, but it's supposedly like a uh, like a protein powder that you can put in a smoothie that doesn't really have like a taste. Oh, cool. Because mm. like I don't like those those protein powders that have like vanilla or chocolate flavor. Like I just want it to like go into my smoothie and make no like waste yeah. at all. I like a gummy bear. I think that they're a good airport snack. Mm, love a gummy bear. Yeah. You can ration them out. They're bite size. Mm. It's also fun to, like, I always eat those in a hierarchy of, like, I always eat the ones I, like, I'll take a handful, and then from that handful, I eat them in order of, like, my least favorite to my most favorite. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, that's how I eat, like, any any gummy, any cu- candy that has multiple flavors. Most basically. favorite to least favorite. No, opposite. Awesome. Least favorite to most favorite. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, because I want to, like... Finish with the best flavor. Yeah, you do want the best flavor in your mouth at the end. Yeah. That's what I do with Skittles. I start. Yeah, totally. I either don't eat the green apple or like sort of like choke them down. And then I <laughs> end on a grape. You just swallow yeah, the green grape apple. Yeah, grape is my favorite too. Yeah, right. The green don't apple is just it. like a pill yeah. that you have to swallow. <sighs> They're terrible. They're the green terrible. apple. I hope whoever made that choice was fired. <laughs> but and then found another job once they learned from their mistake. But Hopefully. yeah, give them a second chance. Yeah. Marley, what about yourself? Ooh, so <laughs> I have mentioned this quite a few times already, but I really hate to fly. Um, it's like kind of like, it's kind of a fear thing, although it's strange because I've like taken flying lessons and flown a plane myself and found that much less nerve wracking. <laughs> um, so it's not like a, it's not a rational thing, but I just hate being, it's like very confining. I hate the feeling of turbulence. And I am, you know, again, like always going to California, which is like a six and a half hour flight often. (laughs) So it's just a whole lot of nothing ahead of me. So, um, I like to get to the airport early and then I'm going to try to find, like, if I'm eating at a restaurant, I want maybe like just some boring place. I can get like a plate of pasta which is really just a base for the enormous glass of red wine that I'm going to order next. Um, so yeah, I like to just like pretend I'm like an international businessman or something and like <laughs> peek around the bar, see if there are any cuties. Um, yeah. Have so you, you ever, have you ever pulled at a, at an airport? Have you ever picked anybody up? 
Um, you know I have. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, my God. I do know that you have. That'll what be on snack time after hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's for, we don't have a Patreon yet. But well, you can check out our only, our only fans. <laughs> yeah, it involves, it involves a Milwaukee airport and a pit crew uh, member. Yes. Goal. So, goal, yeah. Um, but that doesn't, I, uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm going to just trail off. for another podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If they don't have that, I'll probably just get like maybe an Impossible Whopper at Burger King. It kind of satisfies like I want to eat a lot. So I'm not hungry on, you know, aforementioned six and a half hour flight. And it's like, I mean, it's obviously not like a health food, but you're not going to feel quite as terrible as if like you ate the Shake Shack burger that you might actually want. Um. And then at the little store, I'm going to get, I'm also going to get a seltzer, kind of boring, but it's just like, you know, you really only want to drink water as everyone's been saying, although I'm going to also get a drink on, on board. (laughs) I haven't listened to you guys. (laughs) Um, And then for a snack, I'm going to get, depending on how the meal hit me, I might get like a little beef stick or like a little Mm. bag of beef jerky. Um, and as a courtesy to my next door neighbor, I'm going to open it before I get on the flight <laughs> to get rid of most of the smell. That's true. I That's always, very thoughtful. Yeah. yeah. I do, every time I'm like, <laughs> I learned that when I used to eat chicharrones as a kid. <laughs> it's like, you can't open that in an enclosed space. That's a smart yeah. With other people. Life hack. Yeah. I've never thought about that. Yeah. Try to be thoughtful. And then for a uh, sweet snack, I'm going to go either Reese's Pieces or Skittles, depending mm. on if I'm a chocolate or fruity vibe. So I love a Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces, the flavors don't taste any different, do they? I don't they think They so. don't technically, but like I still... <laughs> In my you have your hierarchy. <laughs> I do, yeah. I don't know. I How just I do that even with M and M's, especially with M and M's. Actually, I mean Reese's Pieces. There's only like there aren't as many color options, but like M and M's don't have any difference of flavor between the colors. But I still always eat the blue ones first because I think they suck. Like I don't know why there are blue mm, M and M's, and then the brown, and then the. What do I do? Blue, brown, yellow, uh, green, red, orange. Or no, red, green, orange. It's very Orange satisfying. is my favorite. Green is my second favorite. <laughs> <laughs> it's like very satisfying to hear you describe that. It's like an organizational like show or something where you're watching it to calm yourself down. Like I would watch a video of you just eating your little sorting M&Ms them in, in your hand. <laughs> my my yeah. handful of M&Ms picking them out. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that'll be my ASMR channel. Stay tuned. We got a lot of subcategories and channels oh, we, yeah. we've made. They're all weirdly all kind of dirty. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that really weird? No. Do you think that's no. weird? Yeah. My sister said that we should do an ASMR channel, so the people are clamoring for it. Okay. And by the people, we mean one Perverts. curvy person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I mean, I think this is a very good... Uh, this feels like a good send off. Like I, I feel like now I have a game plan for when I get to the airport. I know I'm going to the martini bar, even though it's the martini bar, I'm getting white wine and a grilled chicken Caesar. I don't even need to look at the menu to know that they have that. So that's what I'm getting. (laughs) Um, and then, yeah, once I get to Paris, um, I foresee that maybe we'll have some French themed 
FMKs in our future. Um, but I'm going to uh, launch a cocktail delivery business, um, which is called Izzy's. And uh, the whole concept is California cocktails delivered in Paris. So we'll be using um, fresh produce from the markets and lots of different uh, cool craft spirits. And it's essentially like a kit um, of four jarred cocktails, two different flavors uh, that people can either subscribe or get one off and have delivered to them um, all around Paris. So we're just kind of like, Originally, we were working on a brick-and-mortar concept, and obviously with COVID, everyone's had to quote-unquote pivot. And if anybody has a better word than pivot, (laughs) please let us know, because I'm so tired of saying it. Um, But that's what we're doing, I guess. And yeah, so we're just sort of, you know, cocktails are becoming more of a thing in Paris, but they are definitely not as sort of widespread as they are here in New York. Um, And delivery is becoming more of a thing in Paris, but it's also nowhere near as widespread as it is here in New York. But I think with, you know, this pandemic and people being at home more and also people just being out by the river, like picnicking and having these more socially distant gatherings, um, it's a nice thing to be able to offer people to give them a sort of unique approach to cocktails that's really, you know, inspired by vibrant, like fresh vegetables and fruits and um, sort of creative combinations uh, that they can garnish themselves and everything. Because, yeah, we don't have that whole experience of having a bartender, like, shake up a drink for us right in front of us. So fingers crossed it goes well. And we'll see, you know, what happens. But I'm not... I'm not sad about being in Paris for the rest of the year and maybe not being here in November. (laughs) Sorry, guys. (laughs) Um, I obviously will be monitoring it closely. As soon as you need some uh, delivery people, let us know. Absolutely. Yeah. If you guys want to fly over and, you know, invest in a car and then deliver cocktails around Paris, by all means. That yeah. sounds very, very cool. Very tempting. I'm yeah. very excited. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I'm really. I'm also just looking forward to like making things that other people will consume again. Like I really miss. Yeah. You know, I've been. You know, I've done a bit of that. Like when we reopened Butter and Scotch at the beginning, I was involved in like getting that back off the ground, and that felt really rewarding. Um, but for the most part, throughout the quarantine and you know this whole time of the pandemic most of my like professional activity has been more about like teaching from my apartment like doing zoom classes and stuff like that and while I love doing that there is something about making something and then just like giving it to your neighbor or whatever versus like making something that people get to enjoy and it it, that feels to me like one of the most it's, it's one of the biggest reasons that I do what I do. And so not having been able to really engage with that as much over the past six months has been something I've missed. So I'm looking forward to that a lot. Well said. Well, and you, yeah. You host uh, parties at your apartment, or you used to. And so like right. I know that that's like been a big loss for all of us, frankly. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I mean, I've really missed like having having people in my space. I've missed, you know... Yeah, cooking for other people. Also, like, yeah, I mean, it has been nice, I will say. I think that a lot of people have experienced in this time 
cooking for themselves in a much more elaborate way than maybe they ever did before. And I certainly can say that for myself. Like I normally am someone who just like makes one thing and eats it until it's gone and then makes another big thing and eats it till it's gone. And I've certainly done that over the past six months, but I've also made myself like a really nice meal and lit candles and, you know, pulled out the nice glassware and whatever. And I feel like I, I appreciate this opportunity to like, remind myself that I am also deserving of that kind of treatment from myself. And I don't only, you know, need to do the nice things only when there's someone else to do it for. So, but I do miss doing that and I can't wait to do it again. (laughs) Well, bon voyage. (laughs) Merci. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I am already thinking about like, a bunch of different Fork Mary Kills involving French foods. So I think there will be at least a, a couple of those over the next few months. I'm so excited for your future, and I, uh, I'm glad we can still do this. Me too. Yeah, yeah. I, this has been one of like the absolute best things to come out of this time for me. So I'm very glad that we're just going to like navigate that time difference and still make it happen. Uh, That being said, we are running out of time because we have something else to do here momentarily. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, a bientôt. A la prochaine. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you soon. Like, rate, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and follow us on Instagram at ForkMaryKillPod for lots of bonus content and context behind each episode. Want to join us as a guest on the pod, or maybe you just want to send us some adoring fan mail? Hit us up at ForkMaryKillPod at gmail.com, and we might just get back to you. Thank you for listening. This has been a. <laughs> <laughs>